TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. From the WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey I found out he was working out in the weight room. I went down immediately and I said, Aaron, tell me. Did you do this? Because if you did, I know you must have had some good reason. I'm going to get you the best defense lawyer we can get, and I'll do it at my cost. And he looked me right in the eye, not blinking anything, and said, Mr. Kraft, I didn't do that. I was in Rhode Island or something. And when he said it, I believed him. He actually changed my life and how I look at people because it just, I, to this day, I can't believe I got snookered like that. It's from episode six of The Dynasty, Robert Kraft discussing the aftermath of uh, the discovery of Aaron Hernandez murdering Odin Lloyd. And you see a lot of footage in this episode of what happened in real time. You have a lot of perspective looking back from most people involved. Certainly not Bill Belichick, but some teammates at the time that, you know, give some pretty chilling details about who Hernandez was and what he was like as a teammate and a person. And so it was a compelling watch if you watch the two newest episodes of The Dynasty. And we'll be reacting to those here on Jones and Mego today. Ryan Garvin in again for Christian Arcan. Making it a clean sweep this week, Mego. I mean, every, you make it sound like I'm never here. It's, well, it is true. You have been true. I'm here every day. But I'll, I'll put it this way. Ryan's Ryan, always here. You're, Ryan you're, Garvin taking on extra work. That's the way to put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Be, Even more extra work is how I should put yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, More heavy lifting for Ryan. More so, more it, first place <laughs> in the words of Brian Windhorst. <laughs> More heavy lifting for Ryan. Listen, we're going to have our, it's going to be great when Arkan comes back on the first day. I'm going to sit him right here in front of this hot radio board. And I'm going to say, let's see what you got, kiddo. <laughs> Time to push you out of the mess. See if you can fly. Right, are you we sure Arkan's going to show up on Monday? No. No. I got a sunburn on my fingers, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty painful. All of a sudden, that pharyngitis is coming back. <laughs> I'm telling you. They were all out of aloe at CVS. The last time he partied for a week for his birthday, he was out for the right. next several days well, because he had pharyngitis. That's the other thing. Like, he'll be here, but it'll just be... He'll an, be recovering from his vacation. It'll just be an empty husk Trouble of our best, You know, yeah. I love my cars. And <laughs> exactly. It's just an empty husk of our kid. Like, what are we really talking about? Uh, so anyway, uh, we'll be taking your phone calls all day long. 617-779-7937. I do... I watched episode five last night. I watched episode six today. Six is the one that focuses on Aaron Hernandez, and we'll get into all of our takeaways from it. But big picture, I do feel like I'm less in love with the Dynasty and the docu-series as we go along. 
I thought one and two were exceptional. I think all the episodes are very well done and well shot, and there's, uh, you know, interesting things to react to, and, you know, um, it's done uh, interestingly. Like, my, my wife said this to me today. She's like, it's shot very well. It's very compelling. But I still wonder, as a Patriots fan, like, if this is if this is what you want, sucking up to the crafts, talking about how great they are, uh, making a case for Robert to get into the Hall of Fame, and then Spygate and Aaron Hernandez. Like, I wonder if that's what Patriots fans want out of this. And if it's not, then I wonder who it's for. Like, I just, I wonder who's watching it if it's not Patriots fans. So I continue to, to ask that question. I genuinely thought episode five was a complete waste. Matt Castle, that should be a minute. Matt Castle replacing Tom Brady should be a minute in a 10-episode series. I don't need interviews with Matt Castle. I don't need people talking about Matt Castle. I don't need footage of Matt Castle, which if you notice, it was just him running over and over and over again. It was. I think I saw one throw downfield. Everything else was like a throw to the running back or him scrambling because that's what the offense was. It wasn't that good. They got five wins worse than the year before. They were obviously worse without Brady. They didn't make the playoffs. But we got a champion this season because why? Uh, were they doing Bill a solid for once in this thing to, to talk about his coaching acumen? Are the Crafts trying to make a case that it wasn't just about Brady? Like, I have no idea. I think they were laying the groundwork for what I assume, because I haven't seen past episode six now, but I assume is going to come in later episodes of this is why people in the building thought that they could take just about any quarterback in the NFL and turn him into what they got with Tom Brady. And this is where some of the split happened, and maybe this is where Brady started doubling down on his health and fitness and even started getting really weird with strawberries and nightshades, and Alex Guerrero makes an appearance. So I really think it was more one of these episodes that if you don't follow the Patriots and you didn't follow Brady that closely, which, by the way, I think is who this is mostly for at yeah. this point, um, that it lays the groundwork for that. Okay. So, like, again, I, I just think you could do that without spending a full episode on Matt Castle. Like, that felt more time on 2003, 2004, and less time on Matt effing Castle is what I would say. Uh, but that's just me. What'd you think of the Hernandez episode, Mego? I know you had seen it before. You watched it again today. What'd you think? Well, first of all, the first time that I saw it, my concern going into it was that they were going to treat it like true crime, which sometimes can be pretty gross as much as I consume that content. Um, uh, my biggest takeaway both times I watched it is just how deeply sad the entire situation is. This was clearly an emotionally disturbed individual and in Aaron Hernandez. You hear about the issues that he had going back to high school to the point that he gets removed from Connecticut and brought down to Florida where he has further problems. All that to say, they kind of left it very vague about the situation on the team. Did people on the team feel that this was someone who was erratic and inappropriate at times and didn't understand his place, um, was volatile in practice, or did people actually feel that this was an emotionally disturbed person who could bring violence into a situation? And the latter is what we found out that it was. But when you hear the interviews from people around Foxborough, they all pose it for the most part as we thought it was the former. And the only thing that really jumps out is, uh, you know, I can't remember if it's Dion Branch or if it's Brandon Lloyd, who's great in it, who said, you don't go out with Chico for your own that safety. Was that was Brandon Lloyd. Lloyd. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah Lloyd. Brandon Lloyd was saying, like, you know, you don't hang out with Chico for your own safety. And that's where I, my ear perked up and I go, okay, so you knew it was, like, not safe to hang out with this guy. That's an indication where we're not just talking about he makes disturbing comments in the locker room. He doesn't know his place at practice. Brady's popping off at him. No, no, no. That's a different level. They knew. They knew. 
But they didn't the, know he's I'm saying the, around, way, the way that they portrayed it. They didn't know he's running around murdering people. I don't think that. But they knew what he was involved with. Bill knew. We're going to play you a clip later on this hour. Robert knew. I mean, Robert makes a comment to Bill on the field. He's mic'd up on the practice field saying, like, Aaron knows he's got to get away from the people in his life. Robert knew. Bill knew. Um, all of his teammates clearly know. We're going to play you these clips coming up. So before we really get into some of the chilling details... I just, I can't help but continue to underscore how much Bill just gets crushed in this thing. And I do blame Bill Belichick more for Hernandez than the Crafts. I do. He stuck his neck out to draft him. It's an Urban Meyer guy. Bill loves Urban Meyer. I think the more you listen to Ernie Adams in these things, by the way, Ernie Adams had no problem participating in this episode, would not talk about Spygate. Like, can't, I'll take Spygate to the grave, but Aaron Hernandez? Oh, sure, I'll talk about My that all day. My grave runneth over. I don't uh, have room for so it. So, like, what the hell? What was on those tapes? Ernie, Ernie will take that to the grave, but he'll talk about Aaron Hernandez. Wow. So, but, like, Ernie makes it clear. Like, they knew they knew what was going on. They knew he was, he ran with a rough crowd, and he was up to no good off the field. The full extent of it, they didn't know, but they they had some ideas. And players at various points call it glaring. You mentioned the uh, the, the Brandon Lloyd uh, detail in there where you can't go out for your own safety with Aaron Hernandez. And so Bill gets crushed in this thing. And again, I think Bill deserves the most blame for Aaron Hernandez. It sounds like he really empowered him to act out. And so, and maybe it's because Bill was downright terrified of the guy. It sounds like a lot of people were, which should tell you a lot. But like the crafts need to take their own blame. Here's Jonathan. I... This was odd from Jonathan. Uh, he basically is single-handedly taking credit for cutting Aaron Hernandez and then says this about Bill Belichick. Aaron was being led out of his house in handcuffs and it was on television everywhere. And I just remember thinking, whatever warm feelings we might have towards Aaron, it looks like he's done the ultimate bad thing, and he he can't. We can't have him on our team any longer. Yeah, I'll, I'll, no, that's ridiculous. I'll find out. At that time, my dad and Bill were both out of the country, but I felt strongly we couldn't wait. And so I called my dad, and he very much agreed, and we called Bill. And, you know, Bill, as is his want, was always more measured. In the beginning, he said, you know, he's not guilty yet. And there, there were competitive issues, too. He didn't want to have to lose. An amazing football player. So Bill's instinct would be play this f***ing thing out till the end. And I just knew we couldn't play it out to the end. And, and not because not of how it looked on us, but because we had to set a f an example i mean like it's like this guy's a murderer okay settle jonathan so like this is what i mean jonathan is like it was my idea to cut him and my dad was on board and bill wanted to keep him and we wanted to set an example because he's an effing murderer but bill wanted to hold on to him it's like how do you say it's not about how it looks but it was about setting an example it's the same thing yeah, I mean, one, I think you, one, you set an example because you're not, you don't care about the perception, right? You're setting an example to do the right thing. The other one, you're more, you more care if about the optics. If you're setting an example, you're trying to manufacture the optics. We're I, setting an example. This is how we look to the outside. I guess. So I just feel like that's another example of what, what this is. And it tends to pay, unless they, unless they really uh, say something inflammatory about themselves. I don't think Robert helped him in that first clip we talked about. Hey, I'll get you outside counsel if you need it. And so unless 
they're saying things that hurt themselves and doing it to themselves, this is used to, to prop them up. And that's what this is. It's a Hall of Fame case for Robert Kraft. And they're laying a lot of these issues at the feet of Bill Belichick. And this one, I think he deserves more than some of the other stuff they've laid at his feet. But I still think it's glaring. And again, Jonathan's basically like, well, Bill wanted to keep the murderer. We didn't want to keep the murderer. Bill wanted to keep the murderer. And by the way, it was my idea. I told my dad to cut him. It's like, that's what this thing is. It really is. I will say, like, from a journalistic perspective, uh, the director certainly gives Bill the opportunity to give his side, yeah, and Bill decides to tap out of it. Fair. He decides he doesn't want to play ball, which is pretty much how he's attacking most of this documentary. So it's probably just the streamlined approach that he has. But in this particular instance, I agree with you. Everything that's on record shows that Bill had a lot of control in this situation, and he had some options to make some decisions with this particular person that he didn't make. And when he sits there and he basically says, I don't have anything to add on that, it lets the other side speak to crafting the narrative completely. Fill in the gaps. Without a horrible pun there. So there you go. Uh, do you agree that Bill deserves the most blame for, you know, Hernandez, if anyone there outside of Aaron Hernandez himself? Uh, you know, within the organization, his teammates, the Crafts, Bill, uh, do you agree that he, I mean, he's the one who drafted him. He's the one who, you know, Coached did background him? with Urban Meyer, coached him, empowered him. Like, I do think he deserves more blame than anyone else. I just think the craft's trying to look blameless on this. I'm like, ah, hey, we just got snookered. We didn't know. We asked him. Uh, I asked him if he was a murderer, and he said no. And I believed him. And, like, we're just supposed to take that at face value? Like, take your share of the blame. I feel like they're not taking their share of the blame in anything. Yeah, when you ask a murderer, like, if they're a murderer, they're usually like, yes, you know what? I am. Yeah, they've done worse than lying. It's like when, if you ask me if I'm an Aries. <laughs> yes, okay, I know. I don't like my astrological sign. They've done worse than lie, Robert. And so to just say, hey, did you do it? No. Okay, I'll get you. What do you want? Legal counsel? I got you. I got you covered. And so that's my only issue with this thing thus far. Uh, you'll hear some of the chilling details coming up from his teammates. Uh, Brandon Lloyd, who was only here for a year. Wes Welker who was noticeably absent when the Patriots are going undefeated 16 and 0 Wes Welker, nowhere near this thing. It's true. It's like he had nothing to do with that. But when it's time to, you know, jump off the top rope on Bill Belichick and crap all over him, they cue Wes Welker for this episode. So we'll get to it with all your phone calls. 617-779-7937. We will get to triple play at 445. We have Meg Splaining at 530. And of course, Bet Roulette at 545. Some picks for the weekend. Uh, We'll also eventually get to our big question of the day. Uh, We're starting with the Aaron Hernandez stuff, the Dynasty episode six. Uh, But we will get to the NFL draft, the Patriots at the Combine. What's your biggest concern with the Patriots picking a quarterback at number three in the draft? You can vote there. Is the roster not ready? Do you not trust the front office? Do you hate the quarterback class like a certain absentee Christian Arcan does or that he might be susceptible to injury? Uh, You can vote again at Jones and Mego. You can dial us up 617-779-7937. We're talking dynasty to start the show. If you want to jump in, you can do it there. We have open lines for you and we'll be right back with some details from Aaron Hernandez's teammates. You'll hear from Bill Belichick right after trending with Ryan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
Get Boston Sports Original on the go wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. You're listening to Jones and Mako on WEEI. His paranoia is increasing. His drug use is increasing. He asked to meet with Bill Belichick. Aaron told him that his girlfriend and his daughter's safety was in jeopardy. Belichick asked Hernandez if he wanted help from the security department of the Patriots, and Hernandez said, no, thank you. Instead, he asked Bill Belichick to trade him to a team on the West Coast so he'd get away from New England, just get away. But Belichick said no to Aaron Hernandez. At the 2013 Combine, Aaron Hernandez asked to be traded to a West Coast team, saying that he feared for his family's lives. What did you do with that information? Yeah, it's an unfortunate situation about Aaron, and I don't have anything to add to it. Bill Belichick has never fully explained why he didn't trade Aaron Hernandez, but it was probably because the team had just invested all this money in him because he was still a great player. This embodies what we call Football Inc., which is a cold corporate enterprise that just wants to win. And in this case, a young man ends up dead. Last voice you hear there is Bob Holer, who you also hear in the beginning. Going back to the Combine, where Aaron Hernandez feels like walls are closing in, drug use is up, uh, anxiety through the roof, and he's looking for protection for himself and his family, his wife, his kid, girlfriend and kid, whatever it was. And he asked Bill Belichick for a trade request. And this is what you were talking about, Mego. Earlier uh, this hour, Bill doesn't answer anything. He's just like, yeah, it's a sad situation. I don't have anything to add. And so we can complain out one end of our mouths, like the crafts are just ripping Bill, and they have people on their behalf ripping Bill. But when Bill has the opportunity, he doesn't answer anything. Even, like, the fun stories are mostly through gritted teeth. And this, I understand, is not a fun story. It is a horrible situation. Bill's right. And maybe the answer to why Bill won't participate is he knows what it is. He knows it's a hit piece. He knows he's getting a lot of blame for what went down. Brady, cheating scandals, Hernandez. And he just doesn't want to play ball. But if he wanted to help himself at all in this thing, you can do more than that. Just, yeah, it's an unfortunate situation, and I don't have anything to add. That's all That's all you have to say about the whole time Aaron Hernandez was here. That's it. The only thing I would say is, like, what could he add that would take some of the onus off of him? And at the time, he's filming this last spring, and so he's still working under craft. And he's getting a contract, right? Like, he's coming up on getting a new contract with the Patriots. So I'm sure part of it was, like, I'm not going to say anything to – help along this project, but I'm also not going to say anything that's going to keep me from getting my $25 million a year or whatever it is. So just keep my mouth shut for the most part unless they ask me some fun stories about when Brady was 26 years old and maybe I'll crack a smile just for the camera. I mean, look, maybe it's all true, and that's why Bill won't say anything. So maybe there's something behind the scenes. Like, who knows, like, if there was a push for Hernandez's contract or that he had just signed this $40 $40 million five-year contract. And so maybe on the one hand, it was like, well, you pressured me to sign this contract or offer this contract to him to sign, I should say. And now you want me to move him and I'm going to lose all this value? Like, 
you don't know when we talk about the pressure that the Kraft family can exert behind the scenes and whether that's meddling or not, we don't get any context of what would happen with a contract like this. And that's a huge contract. But Bill's not going to say that because he's got his own contract that he wants and he's working for the Kraft. No, true. And look, maybe everything that's in there is represented accurately. And that's why Bill has nothing to add and he knows there's nothing he can say. And But that's telling in and of itself. But if you have anything to say, Bill, there was your opportunity to say it. And so, you know, we can only cry so much on your behalf about how much you're getting ripped. Like, at some point, you got to stand up for yourself in this thing. And, and he chose not to. And maybe he knows the score. Maybe he just knows what this is and he understands it. And he'll have his own retelling, as we've discussed, on NFL films or something in a year or five years or whatever. What did you think of them leaving in the b-roll of Kraft talking to bill on the field about what a good heart aaron hernandez has and so what a good guy we're, he we're gonna have some of that coming up but i think that looked uh it looks like Kraft Kraft knew the score because the most telling part of that i thought was when he said aaron told me he's got to get away from the people in his past or whatever it was and so that tells me Kraft knew everybody in the organization knew and if you don't agree with that you're just you're wrong you haven't seen the episode yet and that's not your fault a lot of people are complaining. Oh, 37937. It's two o'clock on a Friday. There shouldn't be this many spoilers. People haven't seen it. Why are you giving out details on episodes of shows most working people haven't had a chance to see yet? You keep talking about episodes that just came out. All these texts. He murdered people. A spoiler alert, he murdered people. And he was a bad guy. And so, I don't know, we're reacting to what I think is a pretty newsy thing that Patriots fans are following. Although I'm starting to question how much longer fans are going to stick with it, the more they're getting episodes like this. But so, spoiler alert, Aaron Hernandez, bad guy. If you didn't know, I don't know what to tell you. And so, you're going to hear this coming up, too, from, like, his teammates. People in the organization knew. So, when I say, who deserves blame? It's like, the, the organization was not blameless for Aaron Hernandez. They're not. I don't know if they knew the full extent of what he was up to. I doubt they would have kept employing him if they knew he was, you know, part of a double homicide and, you know, later on killed Odin Lloyd. And they knew that, and they're going to stand by him. I don't believe that. But they knew what he was involved with. And the part you're asking me about with Kraft on the field after they extended Aaron Hernandez and he's mic'd up and he's talking to Bill. And Bill, by the way, if you noticed, partakes none in that conversation. Silent. Robert Kraft acknowledges he knows about the crew that Aaron Hernandez was running with. The whole organization was aware of it. And so that was the most telling part to me. A couple other texts. We'll play some clips here coming up. 37937. The Dynasty is 1,000% a Bill Belichick hit piece. These two episodes made that abundantly clear. Uh, the Dynasty series is starting to do more damage to the Crafts with the true Patriots fan base, which I think is, you know, ripping Bill on the way out the door. I think those are tied together. Another one said Robert Kraft came off as creepy. I mean, <laughs> the kiss. did you notice the kissing on the cheek thing with Hernandez? We're going to play that coming up, too. He's like, Aaron Hernandez is the only player that kissed me on the cheek. And then they showed footage, and it's like, Robert, you were kissing him on the cheek. <laughs> Come back here, you. Like, where I mean, do you think you're, you're getting some smooches, don't you? Get back over here. I don't know if creepy is the right word, but like he definitely misrepresented it. Aaron Hernandez was not kissing Robert on the cheek. Robert was kissing him on the cheek. I mean, that's just the one we saw. Well, they showed it no, twice. There were two. To the be fair. Because the first time he said it, they show him kissing Aaron Hernandez, and I'm like, okay, well, that's not what he said. And then they do it again later, and I had to pause it and be like, Kat, did you just notice that? I'm like, he he's kissing Aaron. He's claiming Aaron Hernandez is like running around, pulling the wool over his eyes and being like this genuine, nice person and this warm hearted guy because he'd give me a smooch on the cheek. Well, and he also offered $50,000 he for did. Myra Crafts. He did, fund. which happened. I mean, that really happened. And Crafts said, you don't have to give me the money. And Hernandez insisted. And so that really happened. But like, 
Robert Kraft just even misrepresents that. He's like, oh, well, I was I was fooled by how warm of a guy he was. And it's like, Robert, you were running around smooching him. He had the softest lips. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that was a little creepy. Uh, one more text, and we'll play you some clips. 37937, because I think this pairs well. Uh, more blame for what, Jones? Aaron fooled everyone, period. Okay, if that's what you think, that's what you think. Again, if you haven't seen the episodes, sorry, we're doing some spoilers here. Apologies. These episodes came out last night. I watched one last night. I watched one earlier today. If you haven't had an opportunity to see it, I'm sorry. But I think this is a good little taste if you're on the fence about watching it. I'm also, I've done a explaining about how I don't like spoilers. Mm-hmm. It's not, you, you can't spoil like the basketball game that happened last night. You know, that's kind of how I feel about point. it. This happened in real life. This yeah. isn't the new Batman movie. Yeah, spoiler alert. Brady got hurt. Matt Castle replaced him. Matt Castle kind of sucked. Uh, Brady came back and played a bunch more years and is the greatest player of all time, and Aaron Hernandez murdered people. Guys, my trendings are shock-ridden full of spoilers. <laughs> spoiler alert. It's life. It's real life. <laughs> I, I'm usually on the spoiler train with you where I'm like, oh, I hate this. I want to I know. I want to see it for myself, but this is something that really happened. Yeah, and like, I don't know. I, I, if you're again, if you're on the fence about watching it, and like I knew, I knew some of this stuff before it happened. I read, I read the Ernie Adams quote, for instance. I hadn't heard it, but I read the Ernie the Adams Boston quote. Boston Globe did a spotlight investigative piece all about Aaron know, Hernandez. But I'm talking about in the series. Like we read an athletic story before any of the mayors. So like I, I've known what's in there. I still, I'm still going to watch saying, it. I'm just saying, like a, a lot of this stuff is not necessarily new. I still find it incredibly compelling, and there are some details that are. Um, just, I guess, compelling. Right, so let's give you some. I've never heard this before. I've never heard players talking about Aaron Hernandez like this before. Okay, usually it's like the sanitized stuff. It's a word Mego uses a lot. Where like Brady is at a podium and he's like, ah, we all got to move on. Why didn't Brady talk in this? Uh, good question. Why do you think? I don't think he wanted to talk about it. Okay, the only time he's really even referenced, and I didn't ask to pull this clip, but there's there's a point where Brady, Aaron Hernandez was probably, you know. He's goofing off at practice. He's on the sideline and flip-flops. He's on angel dust. You know, he's, and I'm not using that as like a joke. I mean, this is one of the drugs of choice. And he's on angel dust at Patriots practice. He's in flip-flops and he's screwing off and Brady told him to get the F out. And that would have been a good time to at least get Brady on there. It's a good point. Brady was not a part of this episode. True. Uh, So people say, blame for what? Aaron fooled everyone. Did he? Now, you might think that. Why don't you hear from some of his teammates here? Because I thought this was the most interesting part of the episode. This is going to start with... uh, Brandon Lloyd. Thank you. It's going to start with Brandon Lloyd is the first voice that you're going to hear. And then it's going to be followed by Welker. We'll play another clip coming up. But here is is how his teammates at the time talk about him now. I quickly realized that something was going on. There was this troubling undercurrent. During training camp, Wes Welker makes his beeline over to me. And like, grabs me like by the shoulders. He says, Brandon, your locker's in between Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. Now, Aaron, he's going to fondle his genitalia in front of you. He's going to talk about bathing with his mom. You just got to ignore it. You got to ignore it. It was like Wes has seen a ghost the way he was looking at me. You know, I thought Aaron was a good kid. I had a locker right next to him, tried to help him, tried talking to him, but at the same time, I don't know. It was, uh, I think it was pretty glaring um, that there were issues. In the locker room, we get away with saying a lot of offensive and disturbing things. (laughs) But what Aaron was saying, it deviated far off the norm of just locker room bullshitting around. He would rage out on players, you know, motherfucking people, saying he's going to beat their ass, I'll kill you. 
which is something that I don't take lightly. Okay. I wouldn't take that lightly either. I'll kill you. Brandon Lloyd was so good in this. I'll kill you. Now, I, you know, I mean, may, I, I don't know. Maybe athletes threaten each other all the time. Uh, but, like, that 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 seems pretty uh, chilling in retrospect. No, Lloyd was great. I I do feel like I understand why why he bounced around a lot and Bill wasn't real interested in keeping him around uh, after one year because he's highly productive. But he's real willing to to share and overshare and make his opinions known, which I think is fine, but I get why that might have rubbed Bill the wrong way. Bill doesn't want an outspoken player. But I thought Lloyd was excellent. He said it was like Welker saw a ghost. He beelines over to him. He's like, oh, man, your locker's next to him? Here's what you need to know. He's going to fondle himself. He's going to talk about taking baths with his mother. He's going to tell you he's going to kill you. And Welker adds to that, it was glaring, glaring that there were issues. So don't tell me people didn't know. The players knew. Bill knew. Kraft knew. They, they knew who he was running with, some, if not all, of what he was up to, and they knew he was unstable and unsafe to be around. You're going to hear the unsafe part coming up, but you, they knew. Don't tell me they didn't know. They knew. Yeah, I can I can't help but imagine what that dynamic was like in the locker room to the point where Wes Welker, who's clearly a leader on the team, is coming over to the new guy and basically being like, "Oh, you got the worst spot in the entire locker room, and here's how it's gonna go, and like you just spend time somewhere else, you know, just don't engage." I mean, never to this level. But I think everybody's been in a situation where they're new to a situation and they get stuck in something that's really uncomfortable. And someone goes, you know what? I've been there with this person. Just don't engage. And that's what this was like. And so maybe part of it is that other guys in the locker room, other guys on the team who weren't branch, who suddenly seemed to become the Aaron Hernandez handler for every to where Bill Belichick was checking in with him going like, how's Aaron today? How's Aaron today? Is Aaron OK? That's ridiculous. Too, and Branch is like basically just his handler at all times because it seemed like the M.O. for the rest of the locker room is like, just try to keep your distance. You know, like, how is that functional? No, it's not. And and I understand like the self-preservation of being an individual in that situation. But you can't just let that continue. So the backdrop, the way they kind of half explain it is, you know, Ernie's on there at one point talking about it. The way they half explain it is the team got their doors blown off in 2009. Brady comes back from his injury. He has a good start. They have an awful year in 2009. And the 2010 draft was pivotal. They get Devin McCourty. They get Gronk. Aaron Hernandez is part of this class. They cut some corners with that draft class. But left unsaid there is they willingly knew they were cutting corners and you know teams took Aaron Hernandez off their draft board teams weren't interested in going near him Adams at one point talks about how we're getting a first round pick in the fourth round they knew they were getting that deal for a reason and it wasn't just about smoking weed like they they, they knew much more than that so let, let's hear another clip here this is Brandon Lloyd you're gonna hear Ernie Adams in the middle and then Branch on the end of this and this is about Hernandez and the crew he ran with. Aaron was always up to something at nighttime. All the warnings were, do not hang out with Chico. Do not hang out with Chico. That was the code. For your own safety, do not hang out with Aaron. So something was known. We had a number of people on the staff who knew that he was spending time with friends of his from his hometown of Bristol, Connecticut. Aaron was making references to hanging with his boys from Bristol. A lot of people didn't think this was a very good situation for him. 
I saw the group he was around. I had plenty of conversations with him about him removing himself from certain individuals. Like you're in a different world now. You don't need to do all that. You know, outside altercations and all this other craziness. Like Aaron, that's stupid. But he still somehow couldn't separate himself from that dark side. Okay, so that last voice is Dion Branch, who you said, Mego, was effectively his handler. I mean, Bill was like, if Hernandez MF somebody or blew up on the team or had some kind of incident, which sounds like it happened, you know, at least periodically, if not frequently, Bill would say, what's going on with Aaron to Dion? And it was like his job to be his handler. Yeah, to which case, something you brought up a little bit earlier, it does make you wonder with Bill, we always hear about how he runs literally a tight ship. Like he wants it to be like Annapolis there. He yeah, wants he it knows, to be like the Naval Academy. He knows everything that happens in his building. Right. And except he, deflated footballs well, and cheating scandals and Aaron Hernandez. He you knows know, everything he'll else. He'll have bears yeah, right. bring you into the office so he can ream you out about something that you said that to some reporter that ends up in a local paper and blah, 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 blah. But let me he, give you another example. He Just, didn't confront Aaron Hernandez ever? Like, me, was he legitimately. Afraid of Aaron yes. Hernandez. Yes, yeah, I think he was afraid of Hernandez. Yes, that's but why. But in love with the talent that he could get in the fourth round. Welker basically says it at one point. Welker's like, "Look, I didn't get it. This guy's acting out. He's crazy. I don't get why Bill liked him so much, but it was the talent. I think Bill was afraid of him, and I don't blame anybody for being afraid of this guy. His crew that he runs with. No, but it's like that that need to win. Him being just totally blinded by the talent to the point that he just basically turns and looks the other way and lets Dion Branch deal with it. Well, and there's a great anecdote in there from Gronk that I didn't ask Ryan to pull. But, you know, we've all seen the footage of Gronk on the stage celebrating oh, his family. Drafted. Putting the helmet on. Yeah, I'm sorry, at the draft. He gets drafted. He's putting oh. his helmet on. He's celebrating with everybody. They're all up there on the on ooh, the stage. Ooh, they're ooh, they're ooh, huddling ooh, up. Ooh, 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 ooh. Like all the Gronk cavemen, the whole uh, family of them. And they're all up there dancing around. And Gronk says he gets a call right after that. And it's from someone with the Patriots. I don't believe he says Bill. But it's someone with the Patriots saying, all right, enough carrying on. And they show footage of Bill being like, right, this is what we got ourselves the quote into. was, Lord have mercy and on so us. And so it's like, Bill will micromanage that. But you know what's funny but about Aaron, that? But Aaron Hernandez is running around with a crew that they know is dangerous, they know he's dangerous, and they look the other way. On the lighter side, you know what's funny about that is I got the opportunity to talk to Bill once ahead of the draft, and he named that as his favorite draft moment in his history of the Patriots, was when he called Gronk and his family did that. He thought it was so funny. So I will say, so he, do you believe him? He didn't well, look annoyed while it was happening. After Gronk became the player that he was, he could look back on it and be like, "That's Gronk." And it, by the way, <laughs> I, in part that it's proof that hey, Bill can have fun. You yeah, know, right. Bill can cut loose, even if in the moment he's like telling Bears to call Gronk and be like, "Hey, knock it off." So, spoiler alert, by the way, the Patriots drafted Rob Gronkowski, and he celebrated with his family on the stage <laughs> at the draft. Come on, just spoiler you, alert. You gotta. You gotta give us a couple seconds. So just just so you guys know, six one seven 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 nine seven nine. I can't wait to see where Devin McCourty went. That that's a big one too. <laughs> why uh, why did Robert Kraft believe so much in Aaron Hernandez? Let's get to that next. Our kid is so emotional. He's like Mama Bear. You're Mama Bear for this team. I like Jones and the Mama Bears. It's Jones and the Mama Bears. Jones and the Mama Bears here on WEEI. We got some like calls. Six one seven on WEEI. We knew he wasn't the ideal citizen, but 
did we ever suspect this is a guy who's going to be running around with guns shooting people? No. Aaron was obviously a very talented player. And he got a big contract, uh, which in retrospect, no, we shouldn't have done that. Probably the best thing for Aaron Hernandez's pro football career in his life might have been to go to the Seattle Seahawks. Not be within a two-hour drive of the people he grew up with from his hometown of Bristol. You know, someone got killed. A young person lost his life because of Aaron Hernandez. When we bought the team, I said that we could make a difference in our community and make things better. We didn't in this case. There are parents who wake up every day without their sons. And a young daughter without her father. We messed up in this one. And for those of you who feel pain, I apologize. I thought that was pretty genuine from Robert Kraft. I don't know if you agree or disagree. I mostly agree. It's not anywhere near enough. Like, hey, we let a murderer run around for a year plus while we knew he was mixed up with the wrong crew. And again, they didn't know he was running around murdering people. I don't think. But... They knew he was involved with a bad crew and up to no good. Wanted a trade. Player wanted a trade out of town. Was worried about his own safety. Players on the team were like, he's unsafe to hang out with. They knew a lot. They knew a lot. He was saying crazy stuff at his locker to multiple people. Yeah, I mean, look, that's that to me is less incriminating, but like players were freaked out about him and they were freaked out about what he was up to. You didn't think that that indicated like some instability? Uh, Read up on Charles Haley. No, 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 but it doesn't make you a murderer and a criminal. No, 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 no. but it's still. No, no, for sure. No, I wouldn't want I wouldn't want a locker next to that guy. But I just meant from a from a criminal standpoint, I don't know that that's incriminating. Um read up on Charles Haley and what he used to do to his teammates for God's sakes. And uh, I, maybe there's a criminal history there that I'm unaware of. I, I don't, I don't uh, know everything about Charles Haley, but if you read boys will be boys by Jeff Perlman, he doesn't come across great there. So, you know, I, I think it's pretty genuine from Robert. I doesn't change anything. It's too little too late, but I do think that's pretty genuine from Robert Kraft. And you hear, you know, Ernie Adams there in the beginning as well. Like, We kind of had an idea of what was going on. We didn't know the full extent of it. We didn't quite know what it was. And I said this in real time when Jack Jones got arrested with guns at the airport at friggin' Logan. And it turns out Jack Jones stinks and he's, you know, he's unreliable, which we knew. And it's like you had to stand by that guy when this was in your background. When this is really in play, it's like, oh, we know Jack Jones probably isn't up to any good. He's running around carrying guns. He's had gun incidents. He has a record. And he's flamed out at various places. And I said this in real time, and Wiggy yelled at me. Wiggy's like, well, how can you compare him to Aaron Hernandez? I'm like, I'm not saying he's going to be Hernandez. He's not good enough to take the risk. Like, Jack Jones is not good enough to take the risk that you might have another Hernandez when when this is what the organization went through. Burned before, you don't stand close to the fire again. That's what it comes down to. And I, I think that maybe they felt emboldened with the Jack Jones situation because at that time, they had brought in J.C. Jackson, who was un- undrafted because of stuff in his history mm-hmm. and being a part a party to an armed robbery and then being a pretty much model citizen the first time around when he was with the Patriots. So they 
it's funny how quickly they forget the lessons that maybe they learn of, like, you can't change everybody all the time and you can't expect people who have a complicated uh, life around them to all of a sudden walk the straight and narrow all the time for you because they're in the Patriots locker room. It's all I can think about was I'm watching this and I'm like, how could they go? How could they stand by Jack Jones when this is what they went through? And like they they knew what Hernandez was up to. Again, the full extent of it, no. But they probably knew what Jack Jones was up to. The full extent of it, I have no idea. But that's all I could think of when I was watching this episode. Uh, anyway, we've referenced Robert Kraft on the field. So Aaron Hernandez signs an extension with the Patriots, which tells you how much they believed in him and that they were invested in him and thought they got a great deal on him. Mego's referenced this a couple of times. Maybe this is why they didn't trade him. It wasn't just about... Aaron, you're fine. It was, well, we just paid you, and we're not trying to trade you away and give you and away. And he was an extremely productive player on the field. We're trying to win a uh, Super Bowl here, Aaron. Uh, just, you know, pipe down. We're not trading you. So here's Robert Kraft. I, I think this is the beginning of the clip, right, Ryan? You're going to hear him on the field with with Bill, and then you'll hear him kind of explaining on the back end. But listen to what he says to Bill on the field, and just notice that Bill is they're standing shoulder to shoulder, standing next to each other, watching a practice. Notice that you don't hear Bill say a word. Just notice that. Here you go. And I was most impressed with Hernandez, how he came in today. I think he's got such a good heart. He's a good guy. He told, told me we had to be careful with the people around him. He recognized him himself. He's coming to some of you. We knew that there were some issues outside of our building, but it was our hope and desire that the Patriot way would be a great influence on him. Him saying, I want you around here for the next seven years, saying like he, he really wants to be a part of his family, and it means a lot. Aaron and I, we had a genuine feeling of connection and love. Every time he'd see me, he would kiss me on the cheek. I mean, this is something I do with my sons. I think he viewed me, you know, sort of as a loving paternal figure. I remember when my sweet wife, Myra, passed away of ovarian cancer. Aaron handed me a check for $50,000 to the fund that we had set up in memory of Myra. I said, Aaron, this is very sweet. You don't need to do this. You've already got your contract. He started getting tears in his eyes. No, he said, this is very important to me. I want to do it for you. It really touched me. I felt he was what we wanted as the perfect Patriot player. Okay, perfect Patriot player, good guy, great heart, Patriot way. And that line to Bill, and Bill is just silent. He's like, oh, I think he's a good guy. He's got a good heart. Bill, Bill, says, Bill says nothing. I thought that was incredibly telling from Bill Bill's Belichick. like, yeah, I'm not. And look, I don't even know if he, they know they're mic'd up or he knows he's on camera or anything. It's not like it's they're like sitting down for an interview. They're talking in a practice. Bill's spinning his whistle. His boss, his, his boss is sitting there saying, this guy is so great. What this guy is so heart. awesome. And Bill could turn around and be like, are you an effing idiot? I mean, look, I mean, do you know what's going on? But instead, he chose the the path of least resistance and just sat there and said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right. And so, and, and. And it's hard to hear, but Robert in there says he told me he knows he needs to get away from his crew or whatever it was. It's something like that. Even Robert, even Robert knows. Hernandez was aware of it. Robert's hands off with all football things. Yeah, not involved. Not involved with it. Look, I'm not saying that he shouldn't have a personal relationship with the players. In that moment, he sounds to me like he's almost trying to like justify pitch. Oh, sorry, him to. Bill. Bill. Yeah. 
Bill doesn't even look at him. They're standing side by side. If I'm correct, and I've watched this episode twice, Bill does not even look at him. It's not like he looks at him like, what are you saying? No, he, or like he heard him. nods or anything. Doesn't even want to engage in that conversation. No, that, that's how I felt. Uh, Robert was like, hey, we just paid him. He's Robert's like trying to justify. He's like, he's a good guy, right? And Bill gives him nothing. He's got a good heart, right? Nothing. He's not going to run with that same crew anymore, right? Nothing. So just for my own clarification, the chronology of this. So Aaron Hernandez asks for a trade to the West Coast. Yep. Doesn't get it. After the double homicide. And then gets extended. So do I have all that right? Uh, you know what? I, I don't recall when the... I think No, the, I think it came after he was extended. So I'm just His trying to figure trade out... trade like, requests, he filed the trade request after oh, he had been where extended. Where does this conversation yeah. fit into no, no, the no, early no, no, timeline? No, no. It, he, the trade request came after after the extension. I don't remember if the extension came before or after the double homicide. Because if, if you believe what Jonathan Kraft is saying, he's saying, well, Bill would have wanted to see this entire thing out, and he's such a great football player, and there's competitive reasons why we can't give him up. But then there's this clip clear as day of Bill Belichick just not acknowledging the fa- everything that Robert Kraft is saying about Aaron Hernandez. Look, I just, I think it's scummy what the Krafts are doing to Bill. And that they're not taking any blame for it, I think is scummy. But Bill, Bill deserves the most blame on this. We're being honest. Bill deserves the most blame on Hernandez. He knew the most. He was the most involved. He's the direct line of the players. The players all saying, I don't want to lock her by this guy. I, you can't go out with this guy. I thought it was really lousy what they had Dion Branch. Dion Branch was back for his second stint, correct? So he was yes. gone. He was in Seattle. And then he comes back for like the twilight of his career. And, and this is the responsibility that he's saddled with. That's awful. Yeah. So look, I just, Bill deserves some of this, I think. But the Crafts deserve their fair share, too. And I just feel like everything is at arm's length. That Jonathan stuff. I wanted to cut him. Bill wanted to keep him. Bill wanted to keep a murderer. I didn't want to keep. I had to. I had to tell my dad it was my idea to get to move on from him. We have to set an example. And so that's the kind of stuff I don't like. But but I'm not going to go so far to say it's not Bill's fault. Bill Bill really knew what was going on. And listen to his guy Ernie Adams and how much Ernie knew. Come on. 617-779-7937. You guys can continue to discuss this. We'll get to your phone calls. We'll get to your texts as well. A lot of people uh, not enjoying the spoilers, uh, which I apologize to. Plus, we'll get to what's going on in Indianapolis. Uh, spoiler, Brady leaves eventually. <laughs> it ties. They win three more Super Bowls. Damn it, Mego. It ties in with our big question of the day, which we've yet to get to. What's your biggest concern with the Patriots picking a quarterback at number three in the draft? Is it the roster? Is it that they might be susceptible to injury? You don't trust the front office or... This quarterback class isn't good. That one's in there just for Arcan, whose vacation continues. We'll get to your phone calls and more on the Patriots, this Dynasty episode, the whole series. That's next. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.